بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the discussion on the book of Riyadh al-Salihin and we have finished uh, chapter 1 and that chapter is on the sincerity and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who are sincere now we move to chapter number 2 and this is the chapter on the book of Tawbah the book of Tawbah uh, repentance and Al-Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah put an introduction put an introduction and he said that the ulama the scholars <coughs> had said that At-Tawbatu wajibatum min kulli dhamb At-Tawbah is an obligation obligated <coughs> regarding everything and if the sin is a matter between the slave and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unrelated to the right of a person then it has three conditions meaning to be accepted then it has to be uh, to fulfill three conditions Al-Imam al-Nawi said Rahimahullah three conditions one of them is that the person stops doing the sin and second regrets doing it second regrets doing it and the third is makes a determination not to return to it makes a determination not to return to it if one of these conditions are not fulfilled then the tawbah the repentance is not correct and if on the other hand the sin is related to the right of uh, a human being then the conditions will be four these three that we had mentioned and in addition to fulfill the right for that person and therefore declare himself innocent free himself from the responsibility of this right so if it were a any kind of wealth he will return it to him and if it was a punishment for a slander then he enables the punishment to be applicable on him or he would seek his forgiveness and if it were a riba, backbiting, he will also ask him for forgiveness. And Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah also added by saying that the person mm. must, the person must uh, repent from all sins, from all sins. And if he repents from some of the sins, then his repentance from these sins is correct, but still he needs to make repentance from other sins. The meaning other sins <coughs> also require repentance.
And he said that the obligation for tawbah is supported by the evidences from the Quran, from the Sunnah, and the consensus of the Ummah. قال الله تعالى الله سبحانه وتعالى the most high says in Surah An-Nur chapter 24 verse 31 chapter 24 verse 31 وتوبوا إلى الله جميعا أيها المؤمنون لعلكم تفلحون وتوبوا إلى الله جميعا أيها المؤمنون لعلكم تفلحون and all of you beg Allah to forgive you all, O believers, that you may be successful. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى in Surah Hud, in chapter 11, verse 3, وَأَنِ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ وَأَنِ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ And seek the forgiveness of your Lord and turn to Him in repentance. وقال تعالى إن سورة التحريم chapter 66 verse 8 يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحا يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحا Who you believe turn to Allah with sincere repentance now the explanation <coughs> on this introduction. The author, meaning Imam al-Nawi rahimahullah, <coughs> mentioned the book of Tawbah. And a Tawbah means to return linguistically. And legally it means to turn from the disobedience to Allah to His obedience. And the greatest and most obligated form of tawbah is the tawbah from kufr to iman, from disbelief to belief. قال الله تعالى in Surah Al-Anfal, in chapter 8, verse 38. قل للذين كفروا إن إن ينتهوا يغفر لهم ما قد سلف Say to those who have disbelieved If they cease from disbelief Their past will be forgiven Their past will be forgiven Then next in importance And in, in greatness and obligation Is At-Tawbatu min al-Kaba'ir Seeking forgiveness from the major sins The major sins Then the third rank is At-Tawbatu min Sagha'ir al-Dhunub Tawbah from the small or minor sins What's obligated on the person is to make tawbah to Allah from all sins and the author rahimahullah mentioned the three conditions however following and checking the 
textual proofs. It the conditions can reach five. The first one is sincerity. The first one is sincerity, meaning the intention of the person when he makes the tawbah, the intention should be seeking the face of Allah, the most majestic, most mighty. And that he seeks that Allah forgives him and pardons him for his sins. He does not seek or intend showing off and drawing nearer to people. And he does not intend to ward off any harm from authority or people in charge. Rather, he seeks by that the face of Allah and the abode of the hereafter. Paradise. And that Allah forgives him his sins. This is the first condition. The second condition is Nadam regret and sorrow. Nadam regretting because the person when he feels the regret, this regret is an indication that he is true in his tawbah. So he grieves for what had occurred and humbles himself and he sees himself in need of seeking Allah with sincerity asking him to forgive him. The third condition the third condition that he seizes the person then seizes from the from doing from indulging in the sin stops indulging in the sin and this is one of the most important conditions if the sin was the type of abandoning an obligation then seizing means to do the obligation to carry on the obligation for example if someone does not give zakah so he is holding from carrying on a wajib, an obligation he abandoned an obligation and if he intends to make tawbah then it's inevitable that he gives the zakah which he didn't before and as another example if the person is negligent towards the rights of his parents then he must do righteousness to them and treat them 
as Allah laid down for him and also the same applies if the person severs the ties of kinship then he must establish the ties of kinship so this is one type of sin where the person does not or relinquishes or abandons the obligation now if the sin is the type of doing a muharram doing something haram then the obligation is that he immediately ceases from that for example if the person is indulging in haram like riba usury therefore the obligation is to rid himself from riba immediately and then cleans out whatever he had earned from riba and if the sin is of is like deception lying to people treachery and the like then he should refrain and cease from all of that and if it is like earning something haram then he should return it to the person from whom he took it in an illegal way or asks his forgiveness and if it is like ghiba backbiting then he should refrain so for a person to come and say I made tawbah to Allah while insisting upon relinquishing or abandoning the wajib the obligation or insisting on doing the haram then this is an unacceptable tawbah rather this tawbah is like mocking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at Allah how do you claim that you repent to Allah while you are insisting on disobeying him if you treat people like you and telling them well pardon me I regret what I had done to you and I will not return to that while it is still the intention in your heart that you will return and then you return this is making fun of them mocking at them so how about when this is done with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the person who is ta'ib truly the one who truly repents is the one who stops from indulging and continue indulging in the sin and it is strange really that some people whom you sit with you find them 
complaining for the existence of riba usually while he himself is indulged in riba we seek refuge in Allah from that or that he complains about ghiba how people make ghiba while he himself is indulged in doing the ghiba or also concerning lying the same and concerning thrusts so therefore the person should seize and if he doesn't then his tawbah is rejected and it is of no benefit with Allah and then seizing to do the sin this could be either related to the right of Allah therefore in this case sufficient that you repent and the matter between you and Allah and it shouldn't rather it is not permissible to go and tell the people what did you do from haram or relinquishing a wajib an obligation because this is a matter between you and Allah so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had bestowed upon you shielding and screening your sin so don't go out and tell people what you had done when you repent you don't do that and the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith reported in Sahih al-Bukhari and in Muslim and in the translation of the meaning in Sahih al-Bukhari it is in volume 8 hadith number 895 And he explained, Sallallahu Alaihi an example. He said, أَيَّعْمَلَ الرَّجُلُ بِاللَّيْلِ عَمَلًا ثُمَّ يُصْبِحُ وَقَدْ سَتَرَهُ اللَّهِ فَيَقُولُ يَا فُلَانْ عَمِلْتُ الْبَارِحَةَ كَذَا وَكَذَا إلى آخر الحديث كل أمتي معافى إلا المجاهرين All the sins of my followers will be forgiven except those of the Mujahireen those who commit a sin openly or disclose their sins to the people an example of such disclosure is that a person commits a sin at night and though Allah screens it from the public then he comes in the morning and says also oh, and so I did such and such evil deed yesterday though he spent his night screened by his Lord none knowing about his sin and in the morning he removes Allah's screen from himself however some of the ulama some of the scholars said if a person 
commits a sin, whereupon there is a specified legal punishment, then it is okay for him to go to the Imam to establish the punishment upon him. So he would go and tell that he committed such and such sin and that he wants him to carry on the legal punishment so as they he be purified from that. However, it still it is better that he screens himself, that he shields himself. This is better. Meaning, it is allowable for him to go to the authority, to the Muslim ruler, when he commits such a sin upon which there is a specified legal punishment, like for example, adultery and the like, and he says that he had done such and such, seeking to establish the punishment upon him, because this punishment is a kafara, is an expiation for his sin. As to the other forms of sins, then shield them, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala screened you. Also, the same as to zina and the like. Shield it, screen it from others, other than the Muslim authority. Don't disclose yourself as long as you had made the tawbah between you and Allah, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts the tawbah, the repentance, and pardons the sins. However, if the sin is between you and the people, if it is the type of, if it is of the wealth type, then you need to give it to its possessor and your repentance is not accepted until you do so for example you stole some property from some person and you repented from that it is a must that you return that property to that person or if you deny a person his right like for example, if you owe someone some money and you deny that, then afterward you repent. Then it's a must that you go to this person <coughs> whom you denied his right and then attest with him that this is your right and you confess so that he takes it. Now, suppose this person already died, then you give that right to his hires, inheritors. And if you don't know them, or if this person just disappeared, you didn't know anything about him, then give it as a charity on his behalf to relieve yourself from that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will return this right to that person. And if the sin was a type of a beating which you had inflicted on a person or the like, then go to him 
and enable him to do the same for you in the same way that you beated him if it were on the back then let it be on your back if it were on the head then let it be on the head because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah al-shura in chapter 42 verse 40 the recompense for an evil is an evil like thereof وَقَالَ تَعَالَى فَمَنْ اِعْتَدَى عَلَيْكُمْ فَاعْتَدُوا عَلَيْهِ بِمِثْلِ مَا اَعْتَدَى عَلَيْكُمْ In Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2 verse 194 Then whosoever transgresses the prohibition against you you transgress likewise against them and if it were by words, meaning you hurt that person by words, like you insulted him in front of people, then it's a must that you go to him and seek his forgiveness for that in the matter that you agree upon between, you, between, you, between both of you. Even if he would say, like, I would not relieve you except by offering me such and such of money, then give him. If, on the other hand, the right is ghiba, backbiting, you spoke ill of him before people while he was, he was absent. Here, the ulama disagreed, rahimahumullah. Some of them said, it's a must that you go to him and you tell him that you spoke ill about him and that you hope that he forgives you and relieve you. This is one opinion. The other opinion is that you don't go to him. Rather, if he had known of your backbiting, then it's a must that you go to him and ask his pardon. If, on the other hand, he did not know, then don't go to him and seek Allah's forgiveness for him and then speak good about him in the circles where you used to speak ill about him because the good deeds will wipe out and remove the bad deeds and this saying, this opinion is more correct meaning sufficient that if he does not know that you spoke ill about him, sufficient is that you mention his good things in the circles where you made ghiba about him and you seek Allah's forgiveness for him, saying Allahumma ghfir lah 
Allahumma lah, or Allah forgive him. This concludes the third condition. This concludes the third condition. The fourth condition of Tawbah is the determination not to return in the future, not to return to do the same sin in the future. If you intend to return when the opportunity opens up for you, then the Tawbah is incorrect. For example, a person, we seek refuge in Allah, used to spend his wealth in sin, like buying intoxicants, or committing adultery and getting drunk and so forth and then he was touched by poverty upon he says Allahumma inni tubtu ilayk O Allah I repent seeking your forgiveness while he really is lying intending that if the situations will improve <coughs> like it used to be before that he would return to these illegal practices this is the tawbah of the incapable and this is unacceptable the fifth condition that it must occur in a time where tawbah is acceptable it must occur in a time when tawbah is acceptable if a person repents in a time where tawbah or when tawbah is not acceptable then it's it avails him not in this case therefore the tawbah relevant to each person by himself and this is a special timing and then another timing a general one as to the first type of timing then it must be before death it must occur before the death of the person قال الله تعالى in Surah An-Nisa in chapter 4 verse 18 وَلَيْسَتِ التَّوْبَةُ لِلَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السَّيَّاتِ حَتَّى إِذَا حَضَرَ أَحَدَهُمُ الْمَوْتُ قَالَ إِنِّي تُبْتُ الْآنِ And of no effect is the repentance of those who continue to do evil deeds until death faces one of them. And he says, now I repent. Nor of those who die while they are disbelievers. For them we have prepared a painful torment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in Surah Ghafir, chapter 40, verses 84 and 85, فَلَمَّا رَأَوْ بَأْسَنَا 
قالوا آمنا بالله وحده وكفرنا بما كنا به مشركين فلم يكن ينفعهم إيمانهم لما رأوا بأسنا سنة الله التي قد خلت في عباده وخسر هنالك الكافرون then their faith could not avail them when they saw our punishment like this has been the way of Allah in dealing with his slaves and there the disbelievers lost utterly when our torment covered them so in the beginning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said فَلَمَّا رَأَوْ بَأْسَنَا So when they saw our punishment, they said, We believe in Allah alone and reject all that used to associate with Him as His partners. So when the person examines death and faces death, then he knows that there is no more life. And therefore his repentance is not in the right time. here he gave up life and there he is sure there is no more time for him left so therefore this is a tawbah by necessity it avails him not and it's not acceptable. The tawbah should precede that. The tawbah should precede. It should be before. As to the second type, this is the general one. The Prophet ﷺ said in this respect, Al-Hijratu la tanqata' hatta tanqata' tawbah وَلَا تَنْقَطِعُ التَّوْبَةُ حَتَّى تَطْلُعَ الشَّمْسُ مِنْ مَغْرِبِهَا Migration will not end until repentance ends and repentance will not end until the sun rises in the west So when the sun rises in the west no one shall be availed by his tawbah قال الله سبحانه وتعالى إن سورة الأنعام إن شابتر 6 يوم يأتي بعض آيات ربك لا ينفع نفسا إيمانها لم تكن آمنت من قبل أو كسبت في إيمانها خيرا The day that some of the signs of your Lord do come and this refers to the arising of the sun from the west. No good will it do to a person to believe then, if not if he believed not before, nor earned good, earned good through his faith. So therefore it's a must that the tawbah be in a time when it is acceptable. Otherwise, there is no tawbah. The ulama, rahimahumullah, also spoke about the matter of acceptance of tawbah from a certain sin while insisting upon others. Would it be acceptable or not? Here, 
there are three sayings for the scholars, rahimahumullah. The first saying, that the tawbah is correct, tawbah from a sin is correct, while the person is insisting on other sin. So, the tawbah will be acceptable from that particular sin, and then the sin remains concerning the others. This is the first opinion. The second saying is, that tawbah is not acceptable from a certain sin, while insisting upon another. The third opinion, it is a detailed one, and it goes as follows. If the dhamb, the sin, upon which he insists, is of the same kind as the sin from which he repented, then the tawbah is not acceptable. Then the tawbah is not acceptable. Otherwise, it is. Otherwise, it is. If the sin upon which he insists is of the same kind of the sin which he repented, then it's not acceptable. Otherwise, it is. An example. A person repented from riba, from usury. However, he takes alcoholic intoxicants and insists upon that. Here, some of the scholars had mentioned that his tawbah from riba, from usury, is not acceptable. How could he repent while insisting on another sin? Other scholars, rahimahumullah, said, Rather, it is acceptable, because the riba usually is something, and the alcoholic intoxicants is something else. And this is an opinion held by the author, rahimahullah, al-imam al-nawi, rahimahullah. So, some say it is acceptable, some say it is not acceptable. However, if the sins are of the same kind, like for example, someone is afflicted, indulge in zina, also afflicted by looking at women lustfully and the like. Now, would his repentance from Zina from adultery be acceptable while insisting upon looking at women lustfully or vice versa. Here there is also khilaf, there is also difference of opinion. Some of the scholars are with the opinion that it is correct, his tawbah is correct, even though it is of the same kind. Others say, no, it's not correct. However, the correct opinion in this matter is that Tawbah is correct. Tawbah 
from a sin is correct while insisting on another. However, the person will not be given the title of someone who repented. In general, and he does not deserve to be praised like those who repent truthfully and fully. Because this person did not fully repent. His repentance is still imperfect. He repented from a certain sin, so the sin will be lifted from of him in that sense, but he is not to be described as a person who repented in general. Rather, it is to be said, his tawbah is imperfect and short. This is the saying which one would feel comfortable towards. He will not be described as fully repentant and would not be deprived from the tawbah which he repented, which he made from that particular sin. The author, rahimahullah ta'ala, said that the texts from the Qur'an and the sunnah are replete that the person must repent from all sins and he, rahimahullah, spoke the truth. Many are the verses inciting and calling for tawbah and making clear the merits and rewards of tawbah. Similarly, the prophetic ahadith. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear in his book that he loves the oft-repenting. Whenever they commit a sin, they repent. Whenever they commit another sin, they repent. Here the author, rahimahullah, mentions some verses. And from them is the verse in Surah An-Nur, chapter 24, verse 31. And all of you beg Allah to forgive you, all, all believers, that you may be successful. This statement, Allah concluded by this statement, two verses. obligating the lowering the gaze and preserving the private parts. These two verses in Surah An-Nur 30 and 31 إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا يَصْنَعُونَ وَقُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَغْضُضْنَ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِنَّ وَيَحْفَظْنَ فُرُوجَهُنَّ Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said أو الطفل الذين لم يظهروا على عورات النساء ولا يضربن بأرجلهن ليعلم ما يخفين من زينتهن وتوبوا إلى الله جميعا أيها المؤمنون لعلكم تفلحون Tell the believing men 
to lower their gaze from looking at forbidden things and protect their private parts from illegal sexual acts that is purer for them verily Allah is all aware of what they do and tell the believing woman to lower their gaze from looking at forbidden things and protect their private parts and not to show off their adornment except only that which is apparent and to draw their veils all over their necks and bosoms and not to reveal their adornment except to their husbands, their fathers, their husbands' fathers, their sons, their husbands' sons, their brothers or their brothers' sons or their sisters' sons or their, the Muslim woman, meaning their sisters in Islam or the female slave whom their right hands possess and let them not stamp their feet so as to reveal or I'm sorry, or old male servants who lack vigor or small children who have no sense of the shame of sex and let them not stamp their feet so as to reveal what they hide of their adornment and all of you beg Allah to forgive you you see this is the completion which the author cited and all of you beg Allah to forgive you all O believers that you may be successful this, uh, this ayah is evidence for the obligation to make tawbah from not lowering the gaze and not preserving the private parts these because these are means for destruction and wretchedness and it is affirmed that the Prophet said in the hadith narrated by Usama bin Zayd radiyallahu anhuma the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said ma taraktu ba'di fitnatan adarru ala al-rijali min al-nisa and in another narration wa inna awwala fitnati bani Israel kanat fi'l-nisa and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasalam said in the hadith reported by al-Bukhari al-Muslim after me I have not left any fitna trial and affliction etc more harmful to men than women and in the hadith reported by Muslim the first fitna afflicting the children of Israel was in women and that's why the enemies of Islam the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger from the Jews and the Christians and the Mushriks and the communists and the like and their followers all of them are keen to make fitna to the Muslims through women. They call for displaying of beauty and mixing of sexes. They call through all indecent to all indecent behaviors by their tongues by their pens, by their deeds because they know very well that the greatest fitna through which the person may forget about Allah and his deen verily lies in the fitna of women and all of you beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness 
or who you believe so that you may be successful and therefore we should admonish each other about the matter of Tawbah and this is evidence that the Tawbah is from the means of success and لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ that you may be successful and falah success is a comprehensive word comprising the good of this life and the hereafter and each one seeks the good of this life and the hereafter you don't find a person even the disbeliever except that he seeks good but some may attain it others may not the disbeliever seeks good however he seeks the good of this life because of the animalistic inclinations of lowly desires as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described them in Surah Al-Anfal in chapter 8 verse 55 إِنَّ شَرَّ الدَّوَابِ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا the worst of moving living creatures before Allah are those who disbelieve even though they seek good and comfort and enjoyment in this life but this life is his paradise or their paradise and hereafter is their punishment and fire so every person seeks falah, success but in accordance with their determination and motivation the believer seeks the success in this life and hereafter while the disbeliever he doesn't believe in the hereafter so he seeks the good or success in this life and therefore from the means for success is At-Tawbah وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا أَيُّهَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Meaning to attain success. And success means حصول المطلوب وزوال المرهوب Attaining what is sought and the absence of what is sought and this appearance of what is rather and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from him we seek all success and this brings the end of the uh, discussion on this introduction for the chapter of Tawbah from Riyadh al-Salihin and which is based upon the explanation of our Shaykh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymin rahimahullah والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم